Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. You know what? If I, I don't know if there's any correlation between the two. I don't know if there's any correlation between the two. But my producer, the other Josh, was off for two days. And he's back today. And it has been utter chaos since I walked in the room. I'm starting to think it's your Monday, too. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, what is happening? The last two days, Josh wasn't here. Everything was flawless. That's what it he, is. He comes back today, and I'm like, I don't have headphones. I get the show starting. Nothing's I, I can't find things. Does Hannah carry around your, your headphones for you? No, but that's a great idea, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's not bad. Like a little headphone carrying case? I, I, yesterday, I tried to get her to be my food taster like Donald Trump oh, has. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're going to need to taste this food before I eat. That's your new job. Uh, but And you'll notice she isn't here today. Anyway, uh. thanks so much for joining. Big news today. It's Whatever You Want Wednesday today, which is really exciting. And I can tell that Whatever You Want Wednesday is taking off because during the newscast moments ago, Jeremy Ratliff mentioned it. So once you, once you get mentioned in the newscast, you know that things uh, you know that things are going your way. But we have man, what a, it's it's a really exciting day because well, we don't have to do anything. Uh, you guys do all the work. You guys call in and leave your open mic messages and tell us what you want to talk about. There is a lot of big news going on in Florida. Vice President Mike Pence is coming to Orlando, or he's already there, or he's on the way, or he's probably stuck in traffic on I four. Let's be honest. And he um he's going to be making some very exciting announcements regarding the reopening. Uh, the reopening of a lot of our attractions here, because as you know, the number one export or I guess import is an import and export. I guess it's an export for what well, really our biggest industry here in Florida is the entertainment industry used to be oranges. Now it's Disney World and Disney World and Universal and Disney Springs, all those things. They're looking to reopen as much as quickly as possible, because I mean, you're talking about billions of dollars of lost revenue. However, they also want to make sure that it's being done in a in a in a manner and in a fashion that is going to make everybody uh very 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 comfortable. So that's going on. Also today, this is very exciting. We have Where did I say? I did silence. This is something. No, this I'm because I'm still trying to set everything up and I thought Oh, now I'm annoyed. Anyway, uh, we have uh, we have a bunch of your phone calls coming in about um, these masks in our schools. I guess it was what Duval County spent three hundred thousand dollars buying hundreds of thousands of these these PPEs, these masks. And the I guess the intention and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, which you guys are really great at doing, by the way, is that uh, students and faculty will be required to wear masks. That's one of the things that they're they're thinking about or talking about or discussing or contemplating or uh, or they're just going to make it happen. And when the school year comes back next September, which I think I mean, that's the good news. The good news, the silver lining on this whole cloud is they're talking about next year when the students are back at school. So we're not going to be like one of those jurisdictions, which is, uh, you know, which is going to keep their kids at home forever. We're not going to turn every school into a virtual school. We're going to we the parents understand the parents have spoken. The parents have come out and said, oh, hell no, my kids are going back in August. 
And one of the uh, one of the cool things about that, one of the things that we can then realize um, as a result of that is that there is a plan to get the kids back in school. Now, their safety is is the next step. How do we keep the kids safe? Do we require them to wear masks? Do we buy them masks? Do we make them bring in their own masks? Uh, the teachers and the faculty also need to have some mask action going. But the but the real issue there and the uh, the real question is, can we force students at a public school to have to wear a mask? Can you force a student? Can you can you force a faculty member to? I mean, this is where you're getting into those kinds of things. The whole mask issue as school starts off, is, and it, you know what? And it's some like a lot of people, a lot of people uh, are commenting about it because the mask thing. Okay, sure, it's great if you're running into the grocery store, but if you're doing it for the entire day, I mean, it it does take its toll. It does take its toll. And a couple of the things that ha- that you realize is that it's very difficult to breathe and function and eat and drink and to keep a mask on for, I mean, how long are kids in school? From like seven to two or three? I mean, it's, it is a long time. Trying wearing a mask while you're busting butt at work. I work in a grocery store and in the frozen department, and I sweat like crazy in those things. But got to do what we got to do. It's true. I mean, I go to the grocery store for like 20, 30 minutes and I get out and I feel like I'm gasping for breath. I'm like, ah, get this thing off of me. <sighs> I mean, it's great. My daughter, when I took her out to eat the other day, she forgot she had her mask on. She went to go take a drink of water and it dribbled all the way down her shirt. She goes, oh, I forgot my mask was on. So some people, it's like second nature. Other people, they have a real issue with it. And I can see that there's people that, you know, would have breathing issues. I mean, the last thing you want to do is force a kid to go to school with a mask on. And then all of a sudden he has an asthma attack and ends up in the hospital. And then you're going to have lawsuits from the parents. And then the masks are all going to have to come off. It's it's a I mean, it's a huge it's a huge it's a huge risk. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. So that's one of the things that people are discussing today. Oh, you know, there's also a question about enforcing that kind of rule, too. How do you you have trouble? You know, teachers have trouble enforcing the rules that are already in place in school. How are you going to make a bunch of kids wear masks and gloves? The teachers have no power over them right now, anyway. And the other issue there is how are you going to hear these kids? Because some kids are so quiet, some kids are shy and 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 mousy, and they you know they don't like to speak up anyway. And now you throw a mask on their face and you ask them what the answer is. It's tough to hear. I mean, I'm a loud person. I'm a loud person, and when I put a mask on, I become a little muffled. You know, I again at the grocery store, I was trying to tell some guy, I'm like, hey, there, she's open uh, two two rows down if you want to go jump in line, and he couldn't hear me. And I was like, sir, you're next in line. Do you want? And he couldn't hear me because I was muffled, so I just jumped in line and got out of there uh, in a flash. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Now, in addition to that, in addition to Mike Pence coming to Florida to help reopen our entertainment industry, in addition to people talking about their kids wearing masks in Duval County schools, buying all these masks for uh, for what's good, you know, for for the return to quote unquote the new normal come this fall. There's also more about Donald Trump's obesity. I never thought, I never thought we'd be discussing this for two days. But uh, but Nancy Pelosi is doubling down. In fact, she was on MSNBC. We have some audio of that here, which we'll uh, which we'll get to in just a minute. But she is doubling down on her claim that Donald Trump is morbidly obese, which is two news cycles now that she's taken up with us. And don't think. Pardon me. Don't think uh, despite what she planned and plotted or would despite what she says that this wasn't planned and plotted. Don't think that she wasn't trying to to uh, to steal the narrative from Donald Trump um, and, and getting people focused on. It's kind of ridiculous that this is what it's come down to. But when you're talking about the Democratic Party and when you're talking about their hatred for the president, nothing is really too ridiculous. There is no such thing as this is this can't be happening. 
in the Democratic Party, if you think something is so ridiculous that it totally couldn't be happening or shouldn't be happening, it's just to them, it's just, well, a matter of time. You know, what's the next page in the playbook? We tried the Ukraine thing. Didn't work. Russian collusion. That didn't work. We tried to say it. Stormy Daniels. That didn't work either. None of this Billy Bush tape. Nobody cared about that. And so now they're attacking the man's weight, not just once. But this MSNBC clip, I'm shocked, not so much as to what Nancy Pelosi said, but to what the reporter who was interviewing her said. It's uh, it's 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 wild, folks. And if this is the setup for the election of 2020, it's going to hold. You know what? We won't need to go to Disney World because this is going to be the wildest ride you've ever seen. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We got a bunch of people already lined up for whatever you want Wednesday. Again, this is your day. We've done. I barely got in here on time. I didn't even have headphones for the first 30 seconds of the show. We are literally flying blind. So we need you to do the heavy lifting. 855-765-1045. Call in right now. Let us know what you want to talk about because today is whatever you want Wednesday. And it continues next on the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. I seen Walmart make a lady that was handicapped walk all the way across the parking lot and through their little silly maze to get in the store. This is more inconvenience than anything. Uh, they, a lot of stores do have that. They have a little, you know, in this way, out the other way, and you can't go in, you can only go. They're trying to keep everybody moving the same direction, which I don't understand because if somebody has the coronavirus ahead of me and I just walk right behind them and they cough, then I'm going to go. I don't know. Anyway, 855-765-1045 is the number, 855-765-1045. And it is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to say, we'll let you say. And we're going to kick it off with Susie uh, from Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? What's up? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, Susie. What's going? What's on your mind today? What do you want to say? Hey, you know it's Trump Day. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I love Susie. 855-765-1045. Jorge in Jacksonville. How you doing, Jorge? Mark, man, you're a great guy, dude. I love you. Oh, I I really appreciate that, Jorge. You're a great guy, too. Hey, man, you had a great show. But, hey, look, I think I'm just calling the vent. You know how they opened everything up on Monday? Yeah. On the first day, they told everybody to go back to work. Come on, everybody, let's go back to the office and work. Two car fires on my way home from work. We all enjoyed this great traffic, and everybody wants to catch fire. Stayed in traffic for an hour and a half. I just want to tell those people, please, don't be idiots when you're driving. Stay off your damn phone. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks so much for going. That's the thing. The traffic is, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of things happening with these stay-at-home orders being lifted with people going back to work. First of all, there's more people on the road. There's more traffic. That means that more people are burning gas. That means the gas prices are slowly going back up. Now, all of these are actually good things. It's the first time that seeing traffic really, if you see traffic, know that traffic is the sign of a healthy economy. When people are stuck in traffic, it means they've got places to go, probably a job. And if they've got a job, that means they're working, they're making money, they're going to take that money and they're going to spend it. They're going to spend it right here in Jacksonville or in Duval or in St. John's or wherever they happen to live. 
And if the local economy grows, guess what? The national economy grows. And if the national economy grows, guess what? The United States is super healthy, super powerful, and super pleased with the president. And so the president will get four more years, and we can keep the Democrats out of the White House a lot longer. So tra- don't get bummed by the traffic. It's been a nice vacation. It's been a nice it's been a nice change of pace being able to get on the road without anyone around you. But traffic is a good thing when you look at it economically. Gas prices going back up. Good thing when you look at it economically. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Kelly in Jacksonville. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Fine. Peachy Fuzzy King. How are you, Mark? Oh, Peachy Fuzzy. I'm a little fuzzy myself, too, but I'm going to shave later. So that should take care of it. Uh, what you what's on your mind today, Kelly? What do you want to say? Well, I drive auto parts all day long, yeah. and um, I'm seeing people in their cars by themselves with their masks on. I want to know what the purpose of that is. <laughs> so, that's so funny. I was literally just having that conversation with someone yesterday that people, that you, and you pull up next to them, and it's kind of, it throws me off a little bit because they're in their car. As far as I can tell, they're all alone. And exactly. they have their they have their mask on. I don't know if they're worried that they're going to get the coronavirus from the air conditioner or if they're just somebody uh, somebody I was talking to said, you know, maybe they're just doing it because they're trying not to touch their face. And, you know, and having maybe their face touchers and, if, you know, if they're in their car, they don't want to touch themselves. So they leave the mask on, which could be a hindrance. I don't know. Uh, but if there's anyone well, in my in my experience, when I wear my mask, because I have to wear it, too. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to scratch my nose more. Yeah. I mean, it, it's aggravating. You start sweating. It makes you want to touch your face more. Yeah. So I don't I don't get that concept. But. No, I agree with that, too. I don't know what it is. Maybe some people just maybe they're just practicing. You know, they're practicing for when they actually need it. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really uh, we really appreciate it. This is uh, Sylvia in Duval County. How are you, Sylvia? Hello. Doing fine. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, Sylvia? Um, so I can't stand some of your politics, but I sure like your show. Oh, okay. And thank, you for, thank you for letting people talk. I was going to just um, talk about the issue you were talking about recently about masks in school. Yeah. Um, where my kid, for example, is hard of hearing, and she relies on lip reading. Sure. And also with everybody around her wearing muffled, uh, wearing masks and making their voices muffled, she's going to have, for example, and so many other kids, you sort of mentioned this, but like not even knowing who's speaking or what they're saying or, you know, being able to address the speaker. Yeah. And so it seems to me that if her whole environment of kids and teachers are going to be with mouth covered, there's not really a point in sending her to school. It's going to be so difficult for her and lots of other kids. But is, is she in a is she in a public school or in a private school? She is. She's in a public school. Yeah. So what are, what are your options? I mean, and that's something you're right. Like, I. Uh, the mask is. I know people. Uh, they, you know, when the healthcare workers and the and the school officials, they're like, "Well, the masks are going to be so helpful." Uh, you know, and again, I don't know in the school environment if, like you said, they're going to be more of a hindrance than they are going to be a help. And that's a great point that you right. bring up. What would your options be, Sylvia, to keep her at home, to homeschool her, send her to some other school, or? Right. It's a good point. Um, I don't I haven't gotten that far yet because yeah. I'm just hoping that it's far enough away. But I know that the school system has already paid for so much PPE that yeah. I don't think they're not going to use it. But it's a really good practice to use it. But it 
not very practical for kids. And like you described, wearing it for 20 or 30 minutes in the store and then feeling uncomfortable. Well, they're going to be constantly breathing in their own carbon dioxide all day long. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a plan, I'm sure, of what teachers and staff will have as we get closer. But I don't have really any other options. Right. Um, So even if they're using a microphone, it's still going to be. Uh, like a 50% reduction yeah. in what she's going to be able to access. So I really don't have another plan, and private schools are going to adopt some of the same public school right. guidelines, um, guidelines so, too, so I'm just not sure. Well, Sylvia, listen, keep us posted on what you what you figure. I'm with you, though. I think I definitely think that that's in, there's going to be a lot of issues that pop up. And you know, the big reason, I'll tell you what, the, there's a real big reason why they want the kids to wear masks, and it has nothing to do with the health of the students. We'll tell you what that is here in just a minute, right after the uh, right after this quick break. 855-765-1045. More of whatever you want Wednesday next on the Marquee Show. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. Kids are the least vulnerable population and do not need PPE. You know, and that's a, that's a funny. I'm, I, he's not the only person that, that's uh, mentioned that. And you'll notice I think a lot of the uh, school board people are not actually mentioning that either. Uh, if you go to our website, WOKV.com, spelled just the way it sounds, a uh, big article about this. The Duval County School Board voted Tuesday night to purchase more than 140,000 reusable face masks. Reusable. For all students and staff to wear whenever classrooms are reopened. Uh, the school district is also asking parents their comfort level about returning to class in a district-wide survey. Parents, guardians, students, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Erica No says there were a lot of questions about social distancing and if students should wear masks. I feel like maybe they should do a temperature check at the front door before the students walk in, said No. DCPS says students will not be required to wear the mask. So they won't be required to wear the mask. They will be available, I guess, if they want them. They're reusable, which, I mean, is, is this going to be like when you forget your gym shorts and they just have a basket of old gym shorts and they're like, all right, you have to wear one of the old ones today. And half of them were dyed pink because someone washed them with something red. And it was, I mean, I don't know that reusable masks are the way to go for the public school system. I don't know that that's the healthiest thing. But again, but again I'm no doctor. I do know this. I do know this. I believe that the methodology or the ideology behind this whole system of children wearing masks at school is not to protect the kids. Because as that last open mic message pointed out, kids are not the ones that are most vulnerable. Kids are not getting COVID-19. They're not getting coronavirus. Uh, They're not coming down with the symptoms. If they do come down with the symptoms, they're mild or they bounce back really quick. Uh, the number of cases in Florida of, or the number of deaths in Florida of, of COVID-19 and coronavirus cases between the ages of zero and 18 is zero. It's mostly the older people, the more mature of our population, those who have, uh, you know, have been, been, been getting on in years and have those, have those, uh, weakened immune systems as a result. Those are the people that are most vulnerable. The kids zero to 18 are, have like almost a zero percent chance of dying from this thing when they go to school. So why the masks? Why spend this money? Why buy 140,000 reusable face masks for all students and staff to wear? Well, it's because of the staff, because when you look at the school systems, when you look at the office workers and the principals and the vice principals, and when you look at the teachers and when you look at the janitorial staff and when you look at the coaches, that's that's where 
you're going to start to find the weakened immune systems, those that may be compromised, those that may be older, those that are in the age bracket uh, where coronavirus and COVID-19 really turns fatal. The masks on your kids are not there necessarily to protect your kids. It's there so that your kids don't infect their teachers and their principals and the adults that work every single day in the school system. So if they're buying these masks, it's to keep the teachers safe, which I understand is very important. Without teachers, I mean, it's back to homeschooling. But I feel like maybe there's a different solution. You know, maybe there's a different solution than putting all the kids in a mask. If we're, What if the teachers wore the masks? Or better yet, what if they stood behind plexiglass like the checkout people? What if the teachers taught in, you know, like, like you, you put it like here in the radio station, we've got the studio where I am. Then we have a piece of glass. And behind that is everybody else. And they do their thing there. They do the news. They wait, whatever. And then I'm in here doing my thing. What if we had that? What if the students were in one room and the teacher was in another room and she spoke to them via microphone? And then then there'd be no chance of that. I don't I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm just saying what's better? To force all the kids to wear masks so that, uh, you know, on the odd chance that their teacher gets coronavirus or to let the kids just be kids so that they can hear each other and talk to each other so they won't be distracted. I guarantee these masks are good. I mean, I'm distracted by my mask and I'm 45 years old. If these kids get in there, how many kids are going to take these masks off of their faces and start, you know, trying to use them because they're elasticized. They're going to be putting like things in them and trying to launch them like they're like they're uh, what do you call those things? With slingshots, they're going to be snapping girls in the back of the head. I mean, it's just going to be mass chaos or mask chaos, I guess would be. I guess would be I like that. That's nice. Thanks. 855-765-1045. Stephanie in Jacksonville. How are you, Stephanie? I'm fine today. Oh, good. How were you yesterday? Better. Oh, okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> uh, what did you want to say, Stephanie? Um, after a while, the mask will hurt your ears. I know people that have had to wear them for restaurants and things like that, and yeah. it creates actually a, a breakout or rawness behind the ears, and I can't imagine that. But in my opinion, the city has already wasted tens of thousands, maybe more dollars, on cleaning schools that were just going to be closed and offices and things like that. What's the point? If a virus lives two or three days, how much money have they already wasted of our tax money? They don't need to be wasting any more on masks. Yeah. I don't think. Talk about not listening to science. Maybe they got brain damage from oxygen deprivation or something. I uh, I know a couple of things you point out. The the wearing the mask for an extended period of time, it is definitely something that hurts your ears. There, we had a woman who listens to the show who mailed us. She makes these things. It's a ribbon that goes on the, uh, along the back of your head like a piece of thick ribbon with two buttons, one on either side. And that's something for you to put your mask on so that it basically becomes like a like a headband for your mask and your ears are taken out of the equation. And it's really comfortable. Um, so that's one thing I think. I think the masks, you're right, they would eventually down the road have to be reworked. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter is you're, you're right about a lot of what you say, that the masks may not be the best use of time and money. I think what it is, is I think it's a measure that will make it's, it's to make parents more comfortable sending their kids back to school. It's to make the parents more comfortable sending their kids back to school. And that may be worth, what, three hundred thousand um, dollars to the Duval County school system just so they can get these kids back in the classroom. 855-765-1045. Eric in Edgewater. How are you, Eric? Um, Dandy, how are you? Oh, good, man. What do you want to say, sir? Oh, well, this is many ways to approach this COVID topic. There's so many things. Um, 
before I get to my main point, the schools, my wife's a clinical instructor. She's a respiratory therapist. She teaches online. Why are we spending all this money on these buildings, like that previous caller said? And without school running, you know how much school, school bus fuel isn't being used? I want a tax refund. I want some of my money back for my county taxes. But uh, the main thing I called about, like uh, I think three callers ago, the one was talking about breathing in your own CO2. I work for a major drug realtor, and I have to... Uh, I have to wear a mask. Yeah. And the first couple of days, I was coming home with headaches. And my wife, being the respiratory therapist, says, do you pull your mask down and breathe? I'm like, no. Why? She goes, you're breathing in your own CO2. You can get dizziness, headaches, pass out. And now we're seeing on the news, people are passing out behind the wheel and hitting trees. A guy in New Jersey died. A guy in California is in critical condition. Hey, all you people listening, don't wear your mask in the car or at least Pull it down and breathe some ambient air once in a while. Yeah. This I, is, this is, they got us scared to death. No, you're right about that, Eric. Yeah, and you are. And you're right. There are some do's and don'ts of mask wearing. And that's a good, you know, we should definitely probably do, uh, we should probably do one, like a whole topic of that. But the, the, um, the fact of the, the matter is the mask is supposed to be worn as a preventive measure when you are in a position that could be dangerous. When you are in a place where there's a lot of people, they're not social distancing. When you're in a place where there may be people who are infected or who may be of the uh, of the, you know, um, compromised immune system variety and you want to protect them. That's when you wear them. But in your car, you should be breathing normally. Walking down the street, jogging, you should not be using a mask. You need your body was created to get as much oxygen in and out or oxygen in and carbon dioxide out as, as possible. Uh, and, you know, I think I think God, he, he did a pretty he's got the nose and the mouth and the lungs and they all work pretty well. Putting a mask in front of the whole thing definitely uh, definitely would gum up the works. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. We got to take one more quick break. We got a ton of people on the line, tons of people that want to talk. We're going to get to everybody as, as much as we can here uh, before the end of whatever you want Wednesday. You can send us an open mic message, too, with our mobile app. That's free in the App Store. Uh, just go to one oh four point five WOKV. Quick break. More of the Marque Show next. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Marque Show in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Hey, Marque, I thought you were the job. Pew, pew, pew. Whatever you want Wednesday, folks. Whatever oh, but there's not a story behind that? That's all it says is, hey, Mark, hey, I thought... Oh, no, yeah. Sure. When I cut it up this morning, I was curious what it was for. It was because for... I was gone the last two days. I thought that maybe you did some kind of chopper pew, pew, pew thing with Hannah. Nope, we didn't, but oh. maybe... <laughs> I, I don't okay. know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just loud and I'm not... Who knows? Yeah, maybe you talk so fast it's like a chopper. Oh, maybe that's what it is, yeah. eight five five seven six five one zero four. Or, like I said, just leave us an open mic message because anything gets on the air, apparently. Uh, 855-765-1045. I say it's just fine for the teachers and the uh, students to have masks. I'm pretty sure we just passed a half-cents tax, so, I mean, that should help pay for it as well, right? Wait, we didn't pass that, did we? We didn't pass We got it on the ballot. I don't remember voting for that half-cents tax. In fact, I was all ready to vote against it in November uh, because that was for – and that, you know, and that's a great point. That's, so, there's a lot of great points that have been brought up. Where's all the money going from the school bus fuel that we haven't been using uh, for an entire semester almost? Where's all the money going for the um, you know the other revenue, the, the lights and the electricity? Because you know those JA bills at those schools that are shut up tight have plummeted. 
And when those schools are running at full capacity, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of water going uh, through those schools. That's a lot of electricity. You know, what about the gas? There's a lot of money that probably has been saved that could be used for funding these masks. I'd like to see some kind of itemization as to where the money's coming from, because you're right. The next thing that's going to happen is there's going to be money for cleaning the schools, disinfecting the schools, yada, yada, yada. And then they're going to take that half cent tax. And instead, either one of two things is going to happen. Instead of using it to build new schools or refurbish the old ones, they're going to use it to just sanitize and keep everybody clean and healthy. Or they're going to up it to a one cent tax or they're going to take off that, what, 15 year or five. It was like it was like it was a limited time half cent tax for a while. Then it was going to anyway, I'm always I'm always wary of anything that seem that is half a cent because that makes them makes me seem like they're trying to convince me that it's no big deal when in the end it's a big deal. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is Nate in Jacksonville. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, good, man. What you want to say today, Nate? Good deal. Something random. This is way off. I apologize to everybody that's been on topic today, but this is this is something that a lot of people don't really know. Hold yeah, on one second, Nate. Are you? Let me ask you. Are you like cleaning dishes or something? No, no, no. I'm at work. You're at work. Oh, um, oh okay. Because I hear a lot of clanging in the background. Yeah, uh, sorry. This is uh, equipment. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, the uh, a lot of people don't know that the IRS and the Federal Reserve are not a part of the government, and that kind of concerns me. So, like, where where does all the tax money go? That's a good. That's a good point. All right, hang on. We're going to get to that here uh, in just a minute. Kathy in Texas. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing great. Oh, wonderful, Kathy. What do you want to say today? Well, I just have a point on the whole mask thing that nobody seems to be understanding. Oh, what is that? The average, the average person doesn't know how to utilize a mask properly. Now, these are supposed to protect you from getting internally contaminated. Right. So when you, you put it on, you should leave it on, or when you take it off, you need to fold it so that you're not touching the outside. I walk around all the time. I see people pulling it down from the front and this yeah. and that and the other. If it were really, truly contaminated, you've now contaminated your hand. That is a so, great point. And then you go and scratch yourself and yeah. you put something and you've contaminated that. And you're just going to spread it and spread it and spread it. I often wonder that, too, because you know what I'll do is I'll take my mask off, I'll get back in the car, and I'll just, like, jam it in the cup holder. <laughs> And then the next time I go to the store, I pull it out and I put it on, and probably I'm I'm in, I'm infecting myself even more than uh, I would be if I were using it properly. If it is truly contaminated, yeah, and that's the thing. That's a, a big if, big two letter word there. No, yeah. The the other thing I see a lot, and I don't know why I don't know why people do this, but I've been I'm not going to call out any particular places, but at a particular grocery store, there was a checkout clerk that was doing this, and at a particular drive-through restaurant, there was somebody that was doing this, and they had a mask on, but the mask covered their mouth and not their nose. Their nostrils were uncovered and visible, and they were just going about their business like that was totally normal. At which point, I thought to myself. What is the point of having a mask if you're letting your nostrils just hang out there for all the world to see? Because that, you know, that's again, I think some people think it's just your mouth that needs to be covered when really it's your entire breathing apparatus. Well, maybe they should go and get a test because they take that swab and they shove it so far up your nose, you think they're going for your brain. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then maybe you'll like, then maybe you'll cover up your nose. A little tighter. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Uh, Travis in Jacksonville. How you doing, Travis? 
Hey, Mark, how you doing, bud? I, Love your show, man. Thank, oh, I appreciate hearing that, man. That's so great, Travis. What do you want to say, sir? Man, I just uh, just a quick few points here um, and a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this whole COVID-19 and this mask thing is just, I, I can't handle this is the new normal sayings anymore. Like, it just gets old after a while. Um, it's, it's really sad to see, like, these people with masks in their own cars. This is what you call mass panic created by the media. Yeah. Because the media still has a lot of control over these people, and people just buy into everything they say, which is unfortunate. But my question to you is, obviously, I'm pretty confident President Trump's going to get another four years. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the next president coming in, they got a big shoes to fill. And I don't know, I don't see any Republican right now that I would vote for because you got Republicans like Mitt Romney out there that are going to try to run for president. Please I just, I don't do know, not man. call. I don't know how the country's going to go after that. Please do not refer to Mitt Romney as a Republican on, on, <laughs> well, on this not, show or anything. Travis, listen, no, we, he's not. Travis, we have to take a quick break, but I love, okay, Donald Trump, uh, he has he has big shoes that need filling in four years. According to Nancy Pelosi, he's got big everything. We're going to get, that's a great question, and that's a great leeway. We're going to get into some of that here in just a minute. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. More of the Marque Show on the way. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. It is the Mark K Show, and we are in the midst of Whatever You Want Wednesday. And I want to play for you these MSNBC clips here in just a minute where we, we're now on day two of the Donald Trump is fat story. But uh, but before we get to that, I had an interesting question from a guy just before the break, and he said, um, "We don't, I don't. I know that Donald Trump's going to skate through. I mean, it, all all signs point to four more years. What about that? What about the next four years? You know, what happens after that? Uh, and do we need to be concerned? Look, couple things about the next four years. First of all, the first thing is that Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, if Joe Biden remains the candidate, and if things remain the way they're going, which me, which is look, coronavirus. It is so early." It is so early right now. It is it's a, it's a horrible thing. A lot of people have died. The economy has been crushed. But it is May. It's not even June yet. It's May. We're, it's only have we've got, still got 11 days left in the month of May, and then you've got June, July, August, September, and October. Most elections are won and lost in October. You remember the October surprise? There's always oh October surprise with George W. Bush. It was the housing crisis. Do you think that the bubble collapsed? At the time it collapsed and the housing market went into the toilet, at the time it went into the toilet by coincidence? No. That was all predicted by analysts, and that was all that was all put together by bankers. Uh, they tanked the market, and then uh, what happened was John McCain lost, Barack Obama won. And all of a sudden we had eight years of uh, the Barack Obama presidency, and the markets continued to, t- to tank. But, you know, that's what happens. There's always the October surprise. People vote based on what's going on in their lives when they vote. I mean, November 3rd is basically late October. So however you're doing in October is how you're going to vote. And if your life is amazing in October and you got lots of money in October and you had a job and you feel healthy and there's no coronavirus killing people and we're not at war and your neighbors aren't bugging you and, you know, you and your wife are getting along. It, whatever's happening in October, if, if, it, if it's all great hunky-dory awesomeness in your life, you're going to vote for Donald Trump because you don't want anything to change. You're like, wow, I don't know if it's the president or not. But if I go in there and vote for somebody new, what if everything changes? And I won't feel this great anymore. But if you're if you're in October, just just wake up every day depressed and despondent and you're broke and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. And you're afraid that that the the Chinese are going to bomb your house or you're afraid that your kids are going to go to school. There's going to be school shootings every single day. 
if you're afraid that you can't walk outside without a full body armor astronaut tactical suit and you can't breathe in any oxygen because you will just explode into smithereens, boom, as soon as you take a breath of fresh air. If you think this country is is no longer the biggest, brightest, bestest country in the entire history of the universe, then you're probably going to vote for Joe Biden. Because you, that you're just going to be looking for some kind of change. And that's why we see what we're seeing now. That's why every single day in the news, you have people attacking the president, attacking his policy, attacking his advisors, attacking what he says, attacking what he does, attacking what he doesn't do, and now attacking the man's weight. And we're not just talking about we're not just talking about stupid reporters who are trying to get an, uh, you know a bunch of people to follow them on Twitter. We're talking about Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, the third most powerful person in Washington. Some might argue the second. She would argue the first. Nancy Pelosi yesterday, we played the clip for you where she called Donald Trump morbidly obese. Not only was that a ridiculous comment that she made offhandedly without any backing, but t the next day she was being interviewed again about her comment by MSNBC, who get this, MSNBC investigated whether or not the president was obese and 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 reported back to Nancy Pelosi on their findings. Madam Speaker, what you said is actually something that can be corroborated in the White House's release of the president's last physical, which is that his weight does qualify him as being morbidly obese. It's your news, right? That's a net, that's a network that is NBC and Microsoft coming together. To corroborate, we've corroborated your words about Donald Trump being a super fatty and the White House uh, doctor's uh, medical report that we just got. And sure enough, there is enough evidence to corroborate what you've said. The president of the United States is morbidly obese. This is not only what these people are wasting their time on, but they're reporting it as if it's news and they're doing it proudly. And they're doing it because they have no other avenue to attack the president on because they failed on every other. Every other street has been a dead end. They're now attacking the man's weight and his diet and his health. And they're trying to make it seem like they're not. Is that what you were saying or did you know it would elicit this kind of reaction from the president? No, I had no idea. I didn't know that he would be so sensitive. He's always talking about other people's avoir du poids, their weight, their pounds. At first, I thought she was having a seizure again or some kind of drunken, uh, you know, uh, moment. But avoir du poids, it's French for basically their weight. And uh, and she goes on and on to say, look, I didn't know the president would be so sensitive. How is he sensitive? All he said was you're crazy and mentally deranged. We, you, know, you call me fat. I'm going to call you a loon. That's basically what we've gotten to now in Washington politics. And when she continues, she's like, look, I don't want to I don't want to talk. This is this is typical Nancy Pelosi. She will always say, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to waste time on this. And then she will continue to waste time on it. She did it long ago. You know, she said, this is the we are this is not the time for, uh, you know, political bickering and name calling. And then she went into five minutes of name calling and bickering with Donald Trump. It's it's what she does. And she continues to do it here. I don't even want to spend any more time on his distraction, uh, because as you see in the last couple of days, uh, so much of the time has been spent on what he said. Uh, rather than that, I think you should recognize that his words weigh a ton. His, look, she's doing it again. His words Way a ton. Now, this is where it gets really dangerous. This is where it gets really kind of at first. It's like funny. Oh, my God. MSNBC actually corroborated the president's weight with what Nancy Pelosi said uh, as an insult and found out. Yes, it's true. He's morbidly obese. 
But this is where it gets dangerous because now Nancy Pelosi is saying, look, it's not just the president being fat. It's him saying things that uh, that weigh a ton. And she gives an example which is reminiscent of Adam Schiff making up phone conversations between Donald Trump and the UK, Ukrainian president when he had no actual proof. Listen to this. Instead of telling putting people to put Lysol into their lungs or taking a medication uh, that has not been approved under, except under certain circumstances, he should be saying what your previous guest mentioned, things that would help people. Nancy Pelosi is deliberately misquoting and making things up just the way her, her minion Adam Schiff did. Adam Schiff did not like the actual contents of the Ukrainian phone call that Donald Trump had or the uh, phone call Donald Trump had with the Ukrainian president. So he made up his own narrative. Nancy Pelosi doesn't like what Donald Trump said about about investigating antiseptics that can be, uh, you know, uh, that can be used internally by doctors to kill the virus. Never did Donald Trump say instead of telling putting people to put Lysol into their lungs. Whenever once did Donald Trump say, hey, people put Lysol into your lungs. But she is, again, continuing with this this false narrative as a way to attack the president because they have nothing. And if you think it's bad now, just wait till we get closer to the election, because you may think right now that you may fall for it. You may think that the president is fat and stupid and taking this medication, which he shouldn't take. You may think that the president endangered millions of Americans by telling them to inhale Lysol. Doesn't matter today. What matters is October. And if you think what the Democrats are doing, the lying, the conniving, the name calling, the the literally coming, I mean, just misquoting to the point where it's dangerous. If anybody puts Lysol in their lungs, it's not Donald Trump's Donald Trump's fault. It's Nancy Pelosi's. But all of this, if you think it's bad now, man, just wait. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible in October. 855 is our number. A quick break. We had a bunch more people that want to comment about uh, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and masks and everything else. It's whatever you want Wednesday, and it continues here in just a minute on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch The Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is The Mark K Show, and my name's Mark K, which is convenient. Um, I didn't have to change my name to match the logo or vice versa. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. We got a bunch of people on the line that want to comment about uh, what Nancy Pelosi was saying. Now, not just once, but twice. She's been this Donald Trump is morbidly obese topic is really exciting for the Democrats. I think they think that they're going to they're going after like the fat shaming vote. For anyone or the, um, you know, this, the skinny gym rat, anyone who's disgusted by people who are overweight, because notice they didn't say the president's overweight. Notice she didn't say the president's put on a couple pounds. Even the president's a little chubby. She said morbidly obese, which is a technical term that sounds disgusting. And, uh, you know, and nobody's going to be no one. No one's going to want a morbidly obese president. I mean, are they going to want a senile one with dementia? That's the thing. Like I said yesterday, I would rather I would vote for a morbidly obese Trump like any day over a uh, an old uh, doddering uh, Joe Biden. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Eileen in Jacksonville. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Um, I was going to comment on that. Um, 
29.7 is what I come up with his BMI. And you go by BMI. Yeah. And that's in the obese column, not the morbidly. Morbidly is like, I have a nephew, God forbid, who's 40 BMI. Yeah. And, and my husband's just saying, Jerry Nather, they ought to check his, uh, Right. Yeah, don't be coming at me with Donald Trump when you've got Jerry Nadler on your team. I wish he could could just sue that woman. I mean, she is so evil. It it makes me sick. I don't know what she's. I don't know what she's trying to do. I don't know if she's trying to endear herself to the American people. I don't know her agenda, but she's got to knock it off. Yeah. Uh, Hey, thanks so much for calling. I think she just knows that she's so wrapped up in her. Well, first of all, she's eighty, and you know that when people get on in years, they just stop caring. Uh, I know that she knows that she's got her whole she's got her whole district locked up one more time. Probably the the House of Representatives will remain in Democratic control, unfortunately, unless the Republicans can really get off their get off their, you know, get off their rumps and and, and make some change happen. And so she'll continue to be speaker for four more years. So I think she just doesn't care about anything. And she's just trying to entertain herself and everyone else. But you're right, man. I throw I throw Jerry Nadler and Donald Trump into a push up contest any day of the week. Uh, and put my money on the president. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Martha in Orange Park. How are you, Martha? I'm great. How are you? I love your show. Oh, Martha, thank you. So that makes two of us. That makes two of us. Uh, what do you want to say? Man, I am so sick and tired. I'm fifty six. I've seen a few presidents. Okay. And I have never in my life seen the presidential office so disrespected ever. I mean, it, it, even if you don't like Donald Trump, respect the office. You know, this Nancy Pelosi, I don't know what her problem is, but she better look out because there's plenty people could say about her. Yeah, there is a whole yeah. there is a whole kind of um, deterioration of respect for the office. And that's something that has only happened with Donald Trump. It is not Donald Trump's fault. You'll you'll notice he calls her uh, Speaker Pelosi from time to time. He'll say, call her Madam Speaker. He'll say, well, the speaker this. Sometimes he just says Nancy Pelosi's crazy. But for the most part, he'll talk, you know, he'll refer to people as senator or congressman or mayor. Right. Uh, right. But they they continually refer to him as Donald Trump. Um, and yes. they do that as and they do that specifically to disrespect him. President Trump, the president, Mr. President, all those things are, uh, you know, and, and they're not. Look, it's not a legal thing, but it is a way to show respect for the office because the office and the man are two different people, just like with the Speaker of the House, the office and the woman are two different people. And you need to respect the office, even if you don't respect the woman. And it's tough, man. She makes it really difficult, makes it really difficult. Patricia in Kentucky. How are you, Patricia? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing great. What do you want to say today? First, I love your show and I love your staff, but I like look forward to watching you every day. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. We're so glad. Uh, well, I'm not a skinny woman, so I think speaking for every woman and every man that's overweight, I think she she's really put not just Trump, but she really put a racist mark to, out to every American that has a weight issue. Yeah. Kind of sad. Look, I'm not a skinny woman either, uh, but I will say this. You're right about that. People will take offense to that even if they don't know, you know, even if they if, if you consider yourself or if you underlying, you know, have that underlying thought that ah, maybe I'm, I've let myself go or I'm not happy with my figure or, you know, I'm, I'm overweight. And it's and it's depressing to a lot of people. And if someone points that out, if someone bullies another person because of their weight for any reason, you're not going to like that person. You're not going to like their party. You're not going to like what they stand for. And the more she insults Donald Trump the more I think it's going to bite her and Joe Biden in the back. 
side. 855-765-1045. Listen, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you calling. We've got to take a break again. We have more of your phone calls on the, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. We have two more minutes. The other Josh is right. We have two more minutes. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, eight, five, so we'll take one more call then. <laughs> Let's go to, oh, the Dean, been waiting very patiently on the south side. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hey, good morning during this uh, lockdown. I've enjoyed your show very much, getting a chance to listen to you on a regular basis. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the one good thing about the lockdown is a lot of people who used to work don't have to anymore, and they can listen to the show. But I want to make a point about the uh, election coming up here in November. You made a point about it earlier about, you know, what's going to happen in October. It's going to kind of determine it. But the Republicans gave us John McCain and uh, Mitt Romney the last two rounds. Yeah. And then that gave us Obama. But, uh, you know, the problem is when the Republicans get in power, hopefully they get the, the uh, House of Representatives. I don't know how realistic that is. They do nothing. I mean, how long did it take Mitch McConnell to do something about uh, the insider trading down there with that uh, intelligence uh, committee leader, uh, yeah. Burr, though? I mean, it's just the Republicans, They when they get the chance to leave, they don't do anything. Trump's done exactly what he said he was going to do, which I'm glad about. And, I mean, we, we kind of uncovered what China's all about, and then they gave us a Wuhan virus. So I think uh, hopefully we can flip this uh, House of Representatives in November. And, uh, you know, like I say, I'm not too impressed with the Senate Majority Leader. He doesn't seem to be uh, much of a blazing leader, though, because so, yeah. the Republicans need to lead when they get the chance. Yeah, Dean, that, you know, and that is a big complaint we've had about the Republicans throughout. I'll tell you what, the, the good thing, I mean, you say that the, uh, the Republicans put up Mitt Romney and John McCain back-to-back for a president, and that's true. And that did give us Barack Obama. But I also believe that John McCain and Mitt Romney being the Republican nominees, I believe that they gave us Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is the is what the Republicans could be. It's what the Republican Party could be if they took their conservatism and if they took their agenda and if they took their 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 love of of freedom and constitutionality, if they took all that and, you know, and had a pair of cojones attached to it. It would be I would be an amazing country and they would be dominating every branch of the government. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your calls coming up. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. So we were talking about work boots and tactical pants during the break. Because during the break, for those of you that don't uh, you know, watch online, and, and the majority of our audience, you guys are listening in your cars, you're listening on the app, you're streaming us online. We love that. We do have a large portion of people, and it grows every single day, thousands of people all over the world watching on Facebook and on Twitch. They're watching on Periscope. They're watching on YouTube. And they, like I said, the numbers are growing by the day. We love it. We, we just applied to broadcast on LinkedIn as well, because apparently LinkedIn, you have to apply. They don't just let any... Apply to stream? Apply to stream, yeah. Oh, like wow. YouTube and Facebook, they don't care. They're like, yeah, bring it on. Whatever crap you want, we'll, we'll broadcast it. But LinkedIn, they're very you know, they're particular. Did you they're put like, me down for a reference? I did not. Oh. I did not. Well, then you don't stand a chance, young man. I probably, you're anyway, not going to be anywhere in this business. You're probably, you're probably right. <laughs> so we're trying to just get the show out to as many people as possible. Well, anyway, during the breaks, we don't play the commercials on the stream. We just talk. And we were talking about uh, work boots and tactical pants and somebody accused josh and i of talking about fashion (laughs) and i was like see that's what that's exactly what the news media does we're in here talking about work boots that last forever that could you know you can take them right from the construction site to the to the bar and give an ass kicking and they just and they're great boots and look fabulous while doing it (laughs) right 
And then I'm talking about my pants and how they're stretchy. And if I need to bug out, I could rope climb and I'd do everything in them. And someone's like, oh, my God, they're talking about fashion. That's exactly what the media does with Donald Trump. He says we need to investigate ways to kill this virus with disinfectants, either inside the body or out. And Nancy Pelosi turns that into he told people to put a Lysol in their lungs. Uh, it's the same thing. 855-765-1045. All right, got to get back. We only have like 20 more minutes for these phone calls, so let's get back. We've had uh, Preston in Jacksonville waiting very patiently. Preston, how are you? Uh, I've been better, sir. How about yourself? Oh, yeah, you know, we all have a little bit. Uh, what would you want to say today, sir? What's on your mind? Yes, sir. I've been in the bar business here in Jacksonville for 25 years, me okay. and my family. Yeah. And we were the first ones shut down on yeah. St. Patty's Day at 5 o'clock, yeah. us and the tattoo parlors. And they don't care. The governor, the mayor, emailed phone calls. Nobody responds to nothing. It's not fair. We don't want any money. All we want to do is open up, make some money, and pay our taxes. How many people have died? Maybe 32 here in Duval County, 35, and we got over a million population. This is just stupidity. Yeah. That's all I got to say. When, no, we appreciate it. And we know, I know, and look, I know a lot of people are hurting by the bars being closed, not just the people who rely on it for an income. But you, when you say you're in the bar business, because I know restaurants can reopen, but that's different because they're food uh, establishments. You're just booze, right? You're just kind of like bar? A 100% bar. We yeah. have a package license. Right. But pa package means sealed. It doesn't mean a cocktail to go like they're doing all over. That was going to be my, yeah, that was going to be my next. So you can't do that either. No, it is against the law. Yeah. The package has to be sealed. It's not a pre-mixed cocktail. Got it. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I have voted Republican since Ronald Reagan, but I will not vote for Mayor Curry or this governor. And there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's now they haven't given you any kind of I know that they're starting to open up rentals at the beach. I know restaurants are at 50 percent capacity. You haven't heard anything about when bars will be allowed to just reopen full on. No, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've made phone calls even to the news. I've called news, the mayor's office, governor's office. No one will return a call, and no one will even say thank you. I got your email. Yeah, this is absolutely stupid. All I right. mean, here it is. You can go, you can go to a restaurant and have a drink, but you can't go to a bar. Let me open up the bar in the parking lot, like everybody else is. Now, Preston, so, I feel, I, man, listen, I feel your pain, and I appreciate you listening, and. Look, I mean, I know that I know that it's bur you're burnt right now on the Republicans and you're burnt on Mayor Curry and you're burnt on Ron DeSantis. But I promise you, if you look around at the other states with, that have Democrats in charge, we wouldn't even I mean, you'd be if you could open next month. That's great. If it were a Democratic uh, governor, a Democratic uh, mayor, it would be it would be August before you were going to reopen. Uh, but keep definitely keep us posted because we want to know when that opens up. And like I said, whenever there's now whenever the mayor comes out or whenever the governor really comes out and says, here's the next phase, here's what we're going to be doing next. Um, we, we bring it to you live. Uh, and I do feel I do really feel like of all the governors in this country, ours is the one that is most focused on reopening and most focused on, on getting that economy back and understands that bars and hospitality are such a big part of it. In fact, Vice President Mike Pence is here today. To talk about just that uh, that topic in Orlando, but but I mean, and you but you know what does suck, and I appreciate this is that you call and you write and nobody writes you back. They don't even say, hey, you know what? We don't know, but we'll let you know. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We're praying for we're all praying for the bars to reopen. Let's be honest. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Noah in Jacks uh, Jacksonville. Hey Noah, how are you? 
I'm doing great, Mark. How are you doing? Doing really well, man. What do you want to say, sir? Uh, I just want to comment earlier about you said uh, what, what you know what the Republicans are going to do after Trump's next four years. Uh, oh, yeah. I was wondering what your what your comment would be on uh, on uh, Sarah Sanders and Candace Owen as two partnerships because it seems like the Democrats have been using the his the history the historical thing you know to get you know Obama in you know they try to get Hillary in and be the first woman president sure. And I'm all and I'm all for that, but to put somebody in for a historical reason that shouldn't be president. No, I understand. Really... I understand exactly what you mean. You should vote for the president because they're the best person for the job, not because they're a woman right. or a minority. Look, I, I, there's a couple people that I believe are being groomed for the next four years after Donald Trump. I believe Ron DeSantis is one of them. I mean, when you look at his track record uh, going from the Congress, he left that to come and, and be governor of Florida. Florida, a very important state, not just nationally, but also when it comes to being elected president, but when it comes to the Electoral College. And if he continues to do well, I mean, except, you know, with the exception of that last guy who called in, who's not really happy with him at, at the moment. But if he continues to do well and help the economy come back, I think he's got a strong, strong shot at it, depending on how well his campaign goes. Uh, but, you know, you never it's way too soon to tell you. You think that somebody's a, a golden boy or a golden girl. You think somebody's a shoe in and they can flame out. And there's been tons of I mean, look at Jeb Bush. Everybody thought Jeb Bush was going to be the third Bush to be president. He couldn't even make it. He couldn't even hack it. Donald Trump destroyed him in the primaries. So there are people. Sarah Sanders is uh, headed back to Arkansas to run for governor. I think she'd be a great governor down the road. I'd love to see her back on the national stage. Candace Owens, she's too good at what she does as a media personality to be wasted in government. Plus, I think she's from up north somewhere. And if she ran in her home state or if she ran in her home district, it would be a tough sell. It would be a tough sell. Uh, the media, if you have somebody who can do what Candace Owens does, and that is bring forward. And for those of you that don't know Candace Owens, definitely Google her. But she is a black woman who is just one of the best people I've seen at verbalizing why black people should not vote Democrat. She is she knows her history. She knows her politics. And she continually browbeats her own uh, her own uh, community and says, look, the, the Democrats do not care about you. And she's been she's been targeted by the left. She's appeared before Congress several times. She has her own show. She's got the Twitter. She's got a Kanye West loves her, whatever. She's a great mouthpiece um, to, I think, help perpetuate the cause. But I don't think she belongs in politics. Same reason Rush Limbaugh. Everyone's like, you should be president. Rush Limbaugh is too important not being president to be important being on the radio. And there are people like that. Sean Hannity needs to be on television. Tucker Carlson needs to be on television. Putting them in the in the Senate or the House of Representatives or the White House would be a waste. You'd be a waste. It's more important for somebody to be on the outside who can get the message out. That's more helpful than them actually sitting in the office doing the work. 855-765-1045. Now, having said that, I do like Ron DeSantis, even though it is four years premature. I know a lot of people are talking about Don Jr. That's going to be a tough sell. I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, who Rick Scott was uh, a preliminary decision. To, look, it's up in the air. It's anybody's ballgame. It's way too soon to tell. Let's all focus on getting Donald Trump reelected in November. And then we can spend the next four years thinking about the next four years. 855-765-1045. Quick break. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be back on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. 
or not. Either way, send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. And once again, I look at the clock and go, oh, my God, where, where, I feel like we haven't even done anything yet. I feel like we haven't done like what have we I feel like we just started the show and now it's almost over. But you know what? If you feel that same way, too, there's uh, there's lots of ways you can continue to listen. Of course, we post videos of our show on Facebook every single day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's either at Mark K, M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E or at Mark K show, depending on what platform you're on. And uh, you can watch you can binge watch the videos. YouTube or all over that mug. If you want podcasts, podcasts galore, go to W-O-K-V dot com. Find the Mark K Show page, and we put we publish the podcasts every day. So if you missed a day, or if you uh, you know if you're like, oh my god, did he really say that the other day? You can go back and verify that yes, I probably did. Um, you know, if you if you want to just hear things over and over again, maybe you called the show and you want your mom in in Ocala to hear it. You can say, mom, look, I was on the show, I called in, and then you can send her the link, and then she'll call back and say, I can't figure out how to open it. What do I, what do I? I just I click here, but nothing's opening, and then you know. That's your you got to deal with that on your own. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. But the best thing to do is download our mobile app, because that's like that's like that's like central command for all things uh, WOKV. Let's go to Ron in Bunnell. Hey, Ron, how are you? Hey, Mark. I think you were very kind when you uh, laughed at yourself for pulling off your mask, stuffing it in your cup holder and taking it off and using it again. <laughs> but, Mark, there's absolutely nothing wrong with what you did. People that think you can't touch the outside of the mask are not thinking it through. Oh. If you, a mask is not a virus magnet that sucks the virus from everywhere and puts it on the outside of the mask. If it's on the outside of the mask, it's on your face, it's in your eyes, it's in your ears, it's on your hands, it's everywhere. So that mask is not primarily to protect you from the virus. It's primarily to protect other people from you. If everybody wore the mask, we'd all be kind and protect one another. But as far as that, the outside of that mask being more contaminated, the outside of someone's face, um, where do people get that idea from? Yeah. It's, you know, it's an interesting thought. I never, I never really thought about that. Um, and I don't think, and I've heard that it's, you people say all kinds of different things that you're right. You're not supposed to touch the mask or you are, or you can, or don't forget to disinfect it. It's to protect you. It's to protect somebody else. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anybody really knows what all these masks are for and how they're supposedly keeping us safe from the virus. I don't think anybody, and all, there's also, there's no one consistent type of mask. I've seen tons of different masks. Some people are using just scarves and I, you know, I have this fishing, uh, fishing mask that I use all the time. I leave it on my, like a, like a buff that you would find on Survivor. So there's tons of different things that are going on and people are, are touching them, not touching them, disposing them. It, there's no real mask, you know, cohesion. And so again, I just, the more I think about it, the more I think it's just, it's, it's mask hysteria. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Felix on the south side. Hi, Felix. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing great, man. What do you want to say? My subject is the mask. Also, yesterday I heard the news that the schools are going to have kids wearing masks. And the first opinion I heard is a woman saying, "My child can't wear a mask. He's going to pull at it. He's got glasses. Always making excuses for their kids instead of having their kids at home uh, learning how to use the mask, how not to touch it." Because they are going to need it in school, and kids are going to have to go back to school sooner or later. Yeah. So you have mothers, please, and it's usually mothers who are making excuses for their kids. And that really gets my goat all the time because I, I, I raised successful kids, and they did as I told them. 
when I told them and how I told them. Yeah. All right, Felix, I appreciate it. I don't know about the. I mean, my mother doesn't make excuses for me. She gave us. She's like, I have no excuse for that child. 855-765-1045. I will say this about the mask. You need to also be cognizant of what your mask looks like in relation to the rest of your outfit. For example, I put on, I have a, uh, I have like a camouflage, like a dark camouflaged fishing you know, face shield is what they call it. And I pulled this thing up. So I've got like black camouflage coming from my nose, down my face, all the way down my neck. And then I have my sunglasses on because it's Florida and it's super sunny and they're dark, like mirrored shades. And I walk into the grocery store, totally forget my sunglasses are on, walking around like I'm like I'm snake eyes from G.I. Joe. People are, are like stepping away from me. I'm asking for help. People are looking at me weird. I go, what's going on? I'm just wearing a mask. And then when I walked by the freezer case, I caught a glimpse of my re- reflection with the dark glasses and my whole face covered. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I look so scary. And then I thought, that's excellent. Now maybe this is a great way to get people to totally leave me alone. So I just let, so now I walk around that way uh, all the time. Sometimes I'm at home walking around just because I don't want the kids to bother. <laughs> they're like, they're like, we have to go ask mommy because daddy's scary. 855-765-1045. Curtis in Arkansas. How you doing, Curtis? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Great, man. Uh, I got like 20 seconds, Curtis. What do you got? Well, there's a problem with the mask. The M95 is made for uh, TB. TB is a thousand times larger than the uh, the virus. It's got to be fitted, and they're only worn temporary for a few minutes at a time. Then they're either thrown away or re-sterilized. All right. All right. Good advice. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Curtis. We really appreciate it. we got to get out of here. Uh, what a great whatever you want on Wednesday. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, the news, Rush Limbaugh, that's all coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got some what the bleep. And, uh, you know, whatever whatever else is going on, we will bring if Nancy Pelosi starts calling the president, you know, fat and ugly tomorrow, we'll bring you that, too. Uh, it's the Marque Show. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.